0: Hey, it's good to be back with you all. Thank you, as always, for being with us. And Our prayers are a blessing to you today. We're uh, Through the month of August, we're handling God's faithfulness. Really, we handle it all the time, but we're going to focus on that as a theme in our sermons. Uh, Numbers 21 is where we're going to be today, verses 4 through 5. But I'm just going to read verse 5 for you to begin with. Uh, uh, let me read it to you, and then we'll pray. It says, uh, The people spoke against God and Moses. Uh, Why have you led us up from Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread or water, and we detest. We don't like this rich food that you have. Um, So uh, there's the complaint. That's what we're going to be handling today. Let's pray together. Father, help me uh, to be a plain preacher so plain that a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit, a word of knowledge, to speak to someone watching, listening, or both. Uh, Lord, if you prompt me with it, I want to be obedient to speak to it. And then um, you see all of us, but at this moment, you see me differently. I'm a teacher of your word, a preacher, and I know within me is a greater and a more strict judgment because of that. And I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. So, in the name of Jesus, I pray his name that I preach. Amen. In Numbers 21, verses 4 through uh, 9. We're handling rebellion we're handling sin we're handling god's remedy which really is a sign of god's faithfulness but i want to give you some reminders before we begin uh, these people that are actually grumbling in the, in this moment they're the people of israel they've seen some incredible stuff S- stuff you would you you can't imagine unless it's presented to us Uh, They've seen mighty miracles. It's been over and over and over. Um, There's been God's power shown with uh, the plagues um, that he gave upon the people of Egypt and Pharaoh. Uh, He delivered them from the death angel. Uh, He delivered them from slavery. Remember, they prayed about that and God gave them a deliverer. Uh, he, He provided a cloud and fire for protection and guidance. He gave them food daily, uh, water, um, provided in a desert, specifically a desert. Um, in the in the wilderness, uh, it's unbelievable all that he gave them. Even Deuteronomy says their clothes didn't even wear out. Uh, so he provided that kind of a leadership and guidance to them. But in Numbers 21, verse 4, they're becoming impatient. Let me read you the verse. Uh, then they set out from... Uh, now, or by by way of the Red Sea to bypass the land of Edom. Uh, but the people became impatient because of the journey. Uh, they're discouraged. They're frustrated. Um, one, one man wrote a guy, O.S. Hawkins, that I was reading. I, I really love this line, so I'm going to give him credit for that. But he said, if we're not careful, today's burdens will override yesterday's blessings. Um, in uh, I have a card that I bring out, it's called the journey card, and I tell people we're on a journey where we're going, and the answer is we don't know. Uh, That's out of Abraham in Hebrews 11, uh, where he's going, I followed God, I didn't know where I was going, we don't know completely. But just because we don't know doesn't mean we're not being led. Uh, And this is where we want to get to with you. Uh, Their journey was lengthened in the wilderness, not because God was leading it to be lengthened, but because of their rebellion. Please remember that point, that's very important. Yet they were complaining about God's leading, and then, this is gonna sound funny, God's feeding. Uh, They're complaining about both. So uh, you're on a journey, you and I are on a journey. I can't tell you everywhere that I'm gonna go, Uh, I'm certainly in a season I have never chosen for our life, I can tell you that, and many of you all are going to be in the same place. Uh, The key is, who's leading you in this journey? Are you doing the leading? Uh, Are you letting God do the leading? Could it be that it looks like we're leading, but we're really rebelling? Uh, It can all have those questions in there, and we're going to answer those uh, in these passages. Let's go to verse 5. It says, the people spoke against God and Moses. Why have you led us up from Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread or water, and we detest this wretched or wretched food. Uh, They're just really, really complaining here in a great way. But they were speaking against God and against Moses. Uh, Scripture even tells us, watch about speaking against the leadership that God has provided whether it is God himself or whether it is somebody he has assigned that leadership. Uh, So they're frustrated with God's leading and feeding. And really the whole picture here is not God's leading. The whole problem is their own personal rebellion. Uh, They're turning against God. They accuse God of leading them there to die. They're thinking that God is going to abandon them. And they're frustrated but uh, we've got to dissect here who really is what and who is really the problem here. And then verse six. Verse six is going to change all this. It said, the, the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people, and they bit them so that many Israelites died. Uh, the... Um, some scriptures have fiery snakes meaning burning snakes obviously it's referring to them as being poisonous which the verse says they're venomous and a venomous snake when it bites you their venom attacks your nervous system and uh, you just end up burning uh, throughout your whole body Uh, this area was known for venomous snakes Uh, and uh, they're bringing pain and death to the people Now, I don't want you thinking you've seen, you know, Indiana Jones looking in that tomb, dropping the torch down and he's seeing the whole floor crawling with snakes uh, where you possibly didn't even have any place to step. I don't know that that is the picture, but they are known to have venomous snakes in this area and uh, they are bringing pain and even death uh, to the people of Israel. Um, The sending of snakes may seem tough and it may seem harsh. Snakes in the, it can be in Scripture at times a reference to Satan, and not only Satan, but his sin. And it, I want to remind you that Satan, as a picture of a serpent, still comes to us just like he did Adam and Eve. That hasn't changed. And the snake bite, the venomous snake bite, and the pain... And even the death that comes from it is a picture of sin stinging and biting you and biting me. It leads to difficulty and it leads to death and it leads to separation. And there is a comparison here. It's comparative that the snake bite and the bite of sin really become a picture of what happens. Listen, um, sin never gets a free ride. It looks tempting and fun and adventurous and all those things, but it has a payday to it. You need to understand that. And there's difficulty in that. There's not only, it can even lead to death or the picture is it leads to separation. So we've got the picture of the snakes coming, which is symbolic to sin entering or sin taking a bite out of you. Look at verse seven. Uh, they'd had enough of the being snake-bitten. Who wouldn't, right? It says, the people then came to Moses and said, we have sinned. So here's a point of confession and a point of repentance here. Um, and they said that we have sinned by speaking against the Lord and even against you, Moses, even against you, we have sinned and we want you to intercede for us. Will you intercede with the Lord for us so that he will take the snakes away? It's really important here that we can resemble even their confession. And I want you to look at verse seven closely. Uh, they're, they're, uh, we've sinned, and we sin sinned by speaking against the Lord and you, Moses, and intercede for us. They're making a request uh, so that things will be peaceful again. And he's like... So will you? they even were telling the Lord how to solve the problem. Do you see that? And they said, will you take away the snakes? Will you take the snakes away from us? And Moses did the intercession. But in verse eight, the Lord didn't take the snakes away. He had another remedy. It said, then the Lord said to Moses, make a snake image and mount it on a pole. And when anyone who is bitten looks at it, he will recover. Or he will be healed. That is the remedy that is here. The remedy that is here is this. Uh, in uh, the recovery is a new life and another chance at life to live obediently. And uh, my son Andrew preached not too long ago. He, he he actually brought this up in a point of his sermon. And uh, so they they he did he, he made a snake image. He mounted it on a pole, and he went and looked at it. That had been bitten. Uh, looked on it and was able to live and then verse 9 so Moses made a bronze snake mounted it on the pole and when someone was bitten he looked at the bronze snake and he recovered he did exactly what he said but Andrew was telling us the the medical symbol that is used is taken from here is taking the 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 snakes that are together uh, and it, it becomes a place of healing even Mythology took up on that as well, but it is a picture that is taken from here, that they uh, lift lift that image up and they're able, because the sign of the two snakes together from here is a sign of healing and a sign of recovery. So it becomes our medical emblem today. And uh, we know that it happened. He put that together, but understand this, God did not remove the problem the problem to the people were the snakes remember the problem to the people were the snakes Uh, but he did provide a remedy and this is where we see god's faithfulness right here god didn't take the problem away he took the remedy he brought the remedy and that's a picture of his faithfulness but uh, the people thought the problem were the snakes (laughs) When the real problem was their rebellion, do you get this? So many times I can look at things in life and go that's the problem right there When uh, I'm meant to look at my life, right? I'm not didn't Jesus teach this that I I don't want to talk about the speck in your eye when I've got a log sticking out of mine and uh, the the realization that needed to occur here was The real problem was the people's rebellion, not the snakes. So he gives a remedy, and he's always given us the remedy, always. This is God's faithfulness. And I want to finish with this. The remedy can even be found in John chapter 3, which is a great salvation chapter, with Jesus talking to Nicodemus, and he even brings this up. Uh, Our key verse of the gospel is John 3 16, but let's look at verse 14 and 15 that precede that and then we'll include 16 Jesus said to Nicodemus just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness So the son of man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life and then the classic gospel reference for God, for God so loved the world in this way, he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. That Jesus being lifted up is a picture of the cross, and it's symbolic to lifting up the snakes so that they will be healed from being snake-bitten, which is sin, right? And it's the same thing with the cross. If we're gonna get over our being sin-bitten, then we've gotta to go to the cross. If they're gonna be get over snake-bitten, then they're gonna to have to look at the emblem or the symbol that Moses had on the pole. But it all pictures new life, all of it. The picture of the cross with Jesus or even the symbol on the pole with Moses all is a picture of new life. And so Jesus is our remedy, he's our rescue, he's our Hosanna. Uh, it and listen, doesn't remove the problems, doesn't remove the problem the snakes. The people's problem were not the snakes. The people's problem was their rebellion, our rebellion. I don't want to point to Tyra's rebellion or, or Logan, I've got to point to my own, that's the problem. The problem is my rebellion of disobedience. And I, here's a question that I asked myself in this sermon. If I had a choice, would I have God remove the problem? Or would I ask him to give me the remedy? And the remedy here is a savior. and I'm going to take the Savior every single time because he leads us through the problem. He leads us through the snakes and he promises to give us that life, that new life and that abundant life and that eternal life. I, I, I don't I don't want somebody to just take away the problems. I want somebody who leads me through the problems and even past the problems. Give me a savior instead of removing my problems. I'll take the savior every time. And I pray that you have surrendered to him. God so loved the world in this way that he gave his own one and only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish. You're not going to die from the snake bites or the sin bites. He's going to lead you through them and To eternal life. You make that surrender to our Savior today, okay? God bless you. Thanks for watching with us. Please share it with other people who need this message. Uh, Remember, we love you, and you know what we say before we leave each other grace and peace. Make sure you live in both of them. God bless you.